welcome to the Matching Mom Jeans podcast. I'm Shelby. I'm Nicole, and she's still getting really good at introducing the podcast. Um, so today I have a present for you. Ooh. I have a Valentine's Day present? No, it's not a Valentine's Well, you might think it's lovely. It's a whole neuroscience news article that was just released. Um, I need to see the exact date on it, but it is the whole concept that we'll see CNN covered it. That's what I'm reading from. But um, it, the title of it is Stop Calling It Mommy Brain. Scientists say the term is wrong and unfair to moms. <gasps> it is a so, lovely present already. Right? Isn't it wonderful? Oh, before we get started, I have to tell you this really funny story because you were bragging about your beautiful, beautiful daughter being able to help you cook dinner. And you sent me this really cool video of her peeling boiled eggs. Yeah. Yeah. She, and, I mean, she's 13 months old, but she's really good at boiling, peeling boiled eggs. Well, my son is not. Um, I made boiled eggs. I made boiled eggs to survive, you know, this post procedure time so I can just eat protein really quickly because it helps with breastfeeding. And, um, you know, he's going to be two in May. So you think he would have some skills. Um, and he's very good at pulling the eggshells off and then he pops them in his mouth and eats them and says, chip. (laughs) I feel like somewhere there's a, a keto hack. That people are eating the eggshells, but that's all so gross. (laughs) He did it in front of mom and my husband last night, and uh, both of them were like, Oh my god, don't let him do that! And I was like, He'll spit it out in just a minute. And sure enough, he grabbed my hand and spit it out. And I was like, It's really disgusting. (laughs) I mean, he's just exploring now. The funny thing for us is, eggshells are actually pretty good for dogs. And so when we, like they have some nutrients in them that help dogs with their coats, and their fur coats. And so when we peel eggs, it's one of the safest things that we can do because sometimes she'll just straight up like peel the eggshell off and then throw it on the floor and the dog will get to it before we can get to it. And we're like, it's fine. It's snack time. It's It's a whole family event. Like. And not I, in the way that, like, that TikTok sound of you can't eat at everybody's house. Like, <laughs> it's not gross. She's throwing them on the floor and the dog is eating them. She's not, like, letting the dog eat it out of her hand. Oh, my God. I love that. No, seriously. So the only thing that makes me feel okay about his really weird habit of eating eggshells is that literally we have them from our chickens. And so I know what I feed our chickens and then I clean the eggs myself. So I'm like... Well, it could be worse, but I have started like, so you're supposed to leave the eggs with their like kind of grossness on them and not wash them because then they'll stay better longer. And so we have like a special container in our house that we keep the eggs in so that the kids can't eat, for lack of a better word, poopy eggs. And so now when I go to make eggs, I scrub them with antibacterial soap. Because I'm like, he's definitely going to eat these if I boil these eggs. And of course, you know, boiling helps. And But I just like, now I've developed a paranoia of eggshells. <laughs> I would so. have to be like in such the mood for eggs. Because a lot of times I choose what I want to eat by just like opening the fridge and like looking. And if I saw yeah. poopy, poopy egg, egg container, I would never go, hmm, eggs sound good. <laughs> yeah, that's valid. That's very valid. They are very good eggs though. You'll be tasting them soon. They're wonderful. 
Just bring me the clean ones. I will. I'll clean clean them. I'll clean them. I won't travel to where I'm meeting you um, with poopy eggs. I feel like that's a line that I can't cross myself. I'll I'll pre-wash them. (laughs) Your only thought effort is appreciated. You're only supposed to leave the like, it's kind of like a gut biome, but it's not. I don't remember what they call it. But you're supposed to leave it on there so that the eggs are porous. So the eggshells are. So they absorb the germs around them. And this like protects them, apparently. So I learn way too much about chicken poop now. Egg science. Last episode, I learned about bees. And now I'm learning about eggs. I have a little corrections corner from my husband. Apparently, it's not going to be hundreds of bees. It's going to be thousands of bees. <laughs> oh, good. good. What a correction. Yes. I was like, wow, honey. Um, now I'm feeling nervous about the bees. <laughs> not 200 Suddenly, of bees. It's feeling like it's out of my comfort level. <laughs> Right? Now our family is getting exponentially bigger in a really bad way. <laughs> so, well, anyways. my daughter currently loves bees. So, she even Butterfly. saw one outside buzzing. Oh, no. And she goes, bee! And I was like, please don't <laughs> think it's your friend. Yes, no. Bees are great to look at. They are not our friends. Which also applies to the chickens in our yard because Big Mama... Their names are hilarious. Um, One of them is named Egghead. One of them is named Big Mama because she will chase the kids and like peck at them. So she's just a jerk. Um, But the other two are Fry Fry and Nug Nug. And Nug Nug is the chicken equivalent of Moon Moon. If you remember that old meme. Um, Nug Nug cannot be left to her own devices because she has run into concrete walls three times now. And we're afraid she's going to injure herself. So the other three can run wild. Although Fry Fry has a crush on my husband. It's been very bizarre. She likes to come into the garage where he's building everything and um, lay eggs inside the garage next to him. Like next to him. It's very upsetting. So now I'm like, she wants you to be her rooster. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe she just thinks he looks trustworthy. And so she's like, while you're building that, could you put these in a safe place for me? It's really bad because then, you know, he's not the most observant person. And he's focused on building the airplane with all of the important airplane tools. And I'm just terrified one day he's going to turn around and just crunch on an egg and it's going to be a disaster. And then Fry Fry will be so betrayed. I know. Poor little Fry Fry. She also follows him around like he's just got food at all times. And I'm like, please stop hitting on my husband, Fry Fry. It's really just bad. I'm feeling a little bit of jealousy here. Yeah, I'm this feeling- is making me uncomfortable. You're encroaching on my life, Fry Fry. Get away. Um, and then Big Mama pecks at, the, um, pecks at the boys. And it's really funny because now Big Mama and my giant cat, who is going to be 13 years old this year i didn't realize she was that old but she and uh big mama will fight over who gets to yell at the children and i'm like neither of you are helpful like you're not good people you're just animals that think you own my children and it's not nice but now that we've talked about my entire farm (laughs) let's go back kind of hilarious because if you think about it that is a true defined pecking order 
Oh uh-huh. my god. <laughs> Pecking order. That joke wrote itself, like right there. It really did. <laughs> oh my gosh. But anyway, my oh, present. Cause... Don't forget about my present. Oh, yes. Okay. So I'm not going to read you the whole article because I don't really understand copyright rules. Um, but essentially, Ooh. I'm going to read you a couple clips. There's, we know. You and I know, we talk about it all the time, that there is an associated cognitive decline with motherhood. And there's a lot of scientific stuff to back it up because you lose brain matter. Like your brain shrinks a little bit. Right? Am I saying that correctly? It It is converted. So I have a, I have degree, a degree in biological engineering, but my background is in water resources. However, I applied that engineering degree into an extensive amount of research on how my brain was going to change while I was pregnant. Because you were worried and about your poor little brain. <laughs> I was very worried. I was very worried because hard I, make decisions. I make decisions at work every day that make some you know, really big impacts in the world around me and, you know, can't be can't be hired to do a job and then, you know, three months later get pregnant and <laughs> suddenly your brain doesn't work the same way. I'm not the same brain. So basically your brain has different types of matter in it. And so you don't lose, the, you know, there's gray matter and in your brain. Matter? Is that the other kind? It's been a really I'm, long time since I went to college. I believe it's gray and white matter. But basically it has to do with the neural pathways that you're in. Got it. And remember synapses. I got you that. You don't lose part of your brain. You actually don't like lose part of your brain. But it's converted either white matter to gray matter or gray matter to white matter back because of the essential pathways that you need. So some neural pathways can be like straightened. Oh. Is my understanding of it. Interesting. I'm have to look now, this when up. we talk about it in psychology, we talk about like the roads most traveled are like the faster synapse, and that's how you get like muscle memories, but it's also how you get like addictions and things like that. So maybe it's like trying to rewire itself so you like instinctually know how to help your children. Is that a thing? Potentially? Either way, we all have heard the term mommy brain. We've all been judged by like, oh, don't leave your coffee on the counter and let it go cold forever because of mommy brain. And this article is from a team of scientists. Um, It was released Monday. So I think this was last Monday. Yes, it was last Monday. So it was like January 6th. Um, Who knows when this episode is going to come out. So who cares? January 6th. An article came out in the Journal of JAMA Neurology. So JAMA Neurology. Um, the The author's articles are McCormick, Callahan, and Pawlowski? Anyways, if you ask new moms, 8 out of 10 will say that they experience memory loss and brain fog, popularly called mommy brain. But, um... Essentially, what they're doing is not finding that in scientific inquiries. The scientific inquiries and the testing that they're doing is finding that women are not experiencing memory loss. However, they have theories about this, and this is my favorite part to talk about. One reason may be that these studies and these tests 
are being performed in the peace and quiet of scientific labs without screaming children and long lists of tasks to manage in front of them all at the same time. And wow. Like, so maybe it's not mommy brain. Maybe it's mental load. And, uh, and so that's like a real option. The other prepondered um, possible reason for like the experience anecdotally of mommy brain, but not the scientific experience of mommy brain is that mommy brain is not real and people are very quick to judge women. <laughs> I mean, Isn't that great. <laughs> there's, there's something to that though, because like the chain, first of all, our brains are constantly changing and the reduction in gray matter that has been shown through MRIs of, preg- of women before they're pregnant and after they have children, like you do have a reduction in, in gray matter, but it's a, ma- a maturity. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's not. And, and the changes can last like they're, they're still there years and years and years later. So it's not truly that- mommy brain. It's like a, a way that our brains are designed to mature so As that's grow. the third reason. The third reason that the scientists have said is that studies may not be looking correctly at what happens to a mother's brain. It could be as simple as them asking the wrong questions. And what they say is they may be focusing on what is perceived as a loss, what is really an adaptation and reshaping of neural connections. And the brain is actually adapting and they're they're perceiving it as a loss, but it's actually just a change, if that makes sense. Well, um, the but other I love it major cause, the other major cause of bra- of gray matter reduction in people's brains is adolescence. Nice. That sounds correct. <laughs> Which is why um, they use that term. I cannot, I'm not going to be able to say that word. It's, it's like adolescence, but instead of adult, it's matrons oh matron essence matron essence sure yeah I get that's what better saying. than i could have done like the it's the process of becoming maternal or whatever is what they're trying to say um but yeah isn't that interesting that like these scientists did this test the results of these tests are we don't think mommy brain is real like scientifically but we do think that the experience of it is because either Women are being overrun and we're talking women. I'm sure it applies a little bit to parents, but mommy brain is what's always talked about. Um, It's literally either people are judging them too much or they just literally have so much on their plate that you're seeing more mistakes because their mental load is so high. (laughs) And I just I love it. The very last sentence. This is this is your present. Your present is the very last sentence. The authors say regardless until then they have one message. Stop calling it mommy brain. (laughs) I am here for it. I'm here for it. So what do you think? Do you think it's the quick to judge or do you think it's like, and and that I think would include like self-judgment. Like, are we quick to say, oh, I'm failing at this or whatever? Or do you think it's the mental load or do you think it's both? What are your thoughts? I think. I think it's sleep deprivation and the stakes are higher. So you notice things more. I think it's That's very valid. I think it's more likely to 
make a bigger deal out of forgetting to grab the diaper bag on your way out of the house than it is to forget to grab your gym bag when you're 24 and headed to work and you would normally go by the gym and, oh, I forgot my gym bag. Okay, I guess I'll go eat lunch on my lunch break instead of go to the gym. But here you are. How could I have forgotten the diaper bag? That's the most important thing, blah, blah, blah. But really, how often have we forgot a bag when we were leaving the house? Yes, I like that. See, I that's always been my theory. I've had such a weird experience with brain with like mommy brain and brain fog because my third kid is like the only biological from scratch one. And I have like I have frontal lobe damage from epilepsy. (laughs) So and then I have dysautonomia, which causes brain fog. So like my memory has always been crap. And so I have all of these like adaptive things. um, And it doesn't really like, there's no way for me to tell if that's quote unquote mommy brain, or if that's just literally my own executive dysfunction tied to all of my other disorders. But I see so many people be like, Oh, that's mommy brain or, Oh, you're just forgetting this or, you know, your brain shrunk during pregnancy. And it's just a weird, like, since when do we comment on other people's brains? Like that's always been strange to me about motherhood is like people just totally latch onto this idea of like, I'm going to totally comment on your brain and on your body and on your whatever. And it's like, I don't love that. Yeah, especially the commenting on your body and your brain and the choices you make. Like, my college roommate lost the keys to our dorm for two weeks. And we had to get our dorm re-keyed. And then she found it, found the key in the pocket of her bathrobe. Oh my god, I love that. Like two weeks later, I've ever heard. Does that and mean I'm like bathe for two but, weeks? But you know what happened? Bathrub. Is it, she was just so distracted with finals. Oh. So if you pile or midterms or whatever it was, but if you pile your plate high enough, things are going to drop. You yeah. are going to lose things. You are going to forget things. Love- you are going to forget which word you're trying to say because your ears are constantly trying to hear whether or not that's a baby crying or that's the phantom baby that lives down the hallway. <laughs> I have a phantom baby as well. I also have a phantom five-year-old who stomps up and down even when I know that he is at his mom's house. And I'm like, there is a ghost upstairs mimicking my stepson. He's up there. I promise. Um No, I love the conversation around mental load. And I love the conversation that's slowly turning. I know there's a bunch of Instagram accounts that do it. And they do these really fun diagrams. I think one of them is happy as a mother. I'm not 100% sure some of the other ones. Um, But they do these really cool diagrams that are like the mental load of getting the kids out the door to school. And it's all of the things that go in that one task. Or to me... The most stressful part of my life is deciding what the heck we're having for dinner. Like if if someone took that off my plate, I think I would have like two extra hours of productivity a day. (laughs) You should take advantage of one of those hacks where they plan it once, like they plan four different weeks. 
Yeah. They plan four different weeks. And then they have just week A, week B, week C, and week D. And they write out grocery list and meal plans for See, each single really one. you good at meal planning. I Maybe it's just because there's more people in my house. Although now that Rory is at college, that's really helpful. Because it used to be like, hey, guys, we're going to have this for dinner. And then there'd be like, well, can we have that tomorrow? I don't really want that. Or we just had blah, 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 and it's too similar. Or... Um, no, I want to eat the leftovers from last night because that was really good. <laughs> it's like, guys, we're trying to go here with a list. Meal planning just does not seem to fit. We have a we have a one switch night. Oh, we're like I, I like planned that. the meals for this week, and you can switch it once. Ooh, so you I can really go and you can look at the list of meals for this week. Do you have and like if you don't want what we were planning on? Like yeah, yeah, a flag on the play. Yes, exactly. You've already used your switch. Get off. When does your week start, though? When does your week start for the switch? Thursdays. So yeah. I grocery oh shop and plan on Thursdays. Oh, okay, that is true because the biggest skill I've developed recently is meal planning directly after coming home from the grocery store. It makes it a lot more daunting to go to the grocery store because I can't just come in and drop everything and put it up and think about it later. But I've learned that if I just semi-meal plan, like know what we have at home, go to the grocery store, and then sit down and meal plan immediately after, like then that's off my plate for the rest of the week. And I like that a lot. That's pretty nice. See, I meal plan before I go to the grocery store and write out all the meals Plus, I always have two – they didn't have it at the grocery store options ever since COVID because <laughs> yeah, we could not get chicken. No, we could still- never find chicken. And it's Although, still sometimes hard to find. Our grocery store does this thing where they do the leg and thigh together and they sell it in a 10-pound bag for five bucks. And I just – that's all we ever eat. It's the best thing I've ever seen. You can boil it in soup. You can bake it. I'm, I know that my husband is so sick of eating like leg and thigh meat, but it's happening. Although, you know, some some men like legs and thighs. So, you know, it goes. <laughs> Chris Evans comes to mind. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah. But yeah, so so I, I meal plan on Thursdays. Um, well, a grocery shop. On Thursdays. So that means I would have done the meal planning either Thursday morning at the latest. And so then we usually have more labor intensive meals on weekends slash anything that we need the leftovers for during the week. Yeah. And And so like extra of like your husband leaves the house to go eat, like to go work. So he has to like go with like with food my husband works from home so like he gets to kind of have a little bit more fluidity like I don't have to have a pre-planned thing for lunch yeah but because my husband and I are so used to having packed our lunches for literally our entire marriage we pack our lunches at night Do you? even though I'm currently home with the baby because it's easy to pack her lunch too and then when it's lunchtime it's it's like a minute away. She's going to be she's oh, going to think she grew that. up in a lean cuisine household, but she didn't. She grew up in a mom made this last night after I went to bed household. 
Because when we put up leftovers from the night before, we put it in individual lunch containers. See, I am never, I have never experienced, despite having a kid in high school, I've never experienced the lunch packing because she was homeschooled. And then when she came to live with me, she had free COVID meals for forever. And so it was just this like really beautiful thing. Huh. My computer just said, attempting to connect to the server. Can you still hear me? I could, but your waves disappeared. Oh. But also, you said you had a child in high school. Like, you personally (laughs) were in high school. (laughs) Like, I was in high school. No. False. Ever since he was a a student in high school. (laughs) Yes. She was a high schooler, and she started public school the fall of the pandemic. Like, we had gotten her all caught up on all of her homeschooling and she was so excited to go to school and we'd finally convinced her that it was going to be awesome. And then the pandemic hit and we were like, well, okay. But the nice thing was they had those free COVID meals like until she graduated. So I've still never packed a lunch. I'm very proud of myself. See, we got super, super spoiled during the pandemic to being able to make our own food. But I was so so, so chronically busy. I mean, I worked. I'm I'm an environmental engineer. Uh, my degree is in biological engineering. And I was working for the people who made toilet paper and Clorox wipes when the pandemic <laughs> hit. Like, Help. I was working like 80-hour weeks. Wow. I'm not even joking. Just to get the environmental permitting going. And then we had, we had chaotic – I was a consultant. And we had – the most chaotic breakdowns in the supply chains. Like things were breaking down because you couldn't find drivers to drive the trucks to get something off the lot and there weren't approved places to store things. Yeah, I get that. See, the benefit of working with humans is that when all of the humans are told that they can't leave their house, you have nothing to do. (laughs) So. I just started a business and then got totally hijacked by creating a baby, which really did put a wrench in things. But (laughs) I had time because all the humans were stuck in their houses and couldn't hang out with me and talk about their problems. So what a win. See, and I apparently spent enough time in front of my computer that year that... Now I'm on extended maternity leave, you know, three years later. And You're I'm, like, I'm done. I don't, I don't sit in, a, in front of a computer at all except for to put in a grocery pickup and make this podcast with you. See? Yay, we did it. I get excited about recording days. They're fun. But now, now I have to go. I'm dragging it out. I'm like, I have to go and give my kid lunch and I don't want to. (laughs) But if you meal planned. (laughs) (laughs) That's the takeaway. You won't have mommy brain if you have meal planning. That's it. Hey, we do. And I think I've talked to you about this before. Maybe I haven't. Um, But one of the greatest pieces of advice that I was given 
was that the mental load doesn't have to be on your shoulders, but it doesn't have to be on your husband's shoulders either. But where does it go? On the wall. <laughs> That's right. You Put have the your mental whole load on the wall. My pantry wall. I wish we could post a picture of your like your wall because it's both beautiful and overwhelming at the same if time. If we get our social media up and running, I will so post a picture <laughs> Feel of like- the, the mental load wall because it is a <laughs> game changer. It Agreed is- upon checklist and schedules. Now, it was a booger trying to get it settled and we okay. are in a trial period right now where we agreed that we would do a draft that we felt pretty good about and then we would work out the kinks for a few months and then we'd come back and reevaluate. The most um, two engineer household thing I've ever heard. Like gonna have to <laughs> We have to channel our energy somewhere. I know. Just gotta just gotta plug that in. That's like and your like, little app. We have to talk about that one day. We have to talk about your app where you tracked every single diaper and every single ounce she ate. I loved that and it's very track cute. As in currently. Currently oh, still? still tracking. Yes. Really? I'm still tracking. Do you have Every any diaper? idea how chaotically toddlers eat? Yeah, they really do. But the nice thing it's is the best thing for my anxiety. They, it's yeah, that is true. It's treatment for anxiety. But my goal is to just throw food at them until they eat something. Like just just like, you know, just like I do the chickens. Here, have some food. Our pediatrician was talking about how you can't really judge whether or not your toddler is eating enough based on like day to day or meal to meal. You no, have to look at the trends me. over a week. <laughs> yes. And um, she was so like, true, you know, if it helps you just write down, like put something on your fridge and just write down what she has eaten this week. And then the next week you'll have something to compare it to. And I was like, way ahead of you. Way ahead of you. I We're got on. a nap. Don't worry. <laughs> There's yeah, an app for that. I have with my stepson, who will be six in July, he eats like a good meal every two and a half days. And he'll eat everything you give him in like two hours. And then for the rest of the next two days, you're like, could could you just just a little like just a little bite? Just just a little just, bit. Just Here, lick the avocado and get some fat. To- Here, lick this sucker. <laughs> It'll at least hydrate you for a second. It's really bad. That's amazing. He is going to be really, really good at intermittent fasting one day. Oh, yeah. He would be on top of it. He would He would be great at it. As long as when he breaks his fast, he can have four different types of cheese at all times. Because it's a toddler and a cheese thing. I don't even know why. My little one's it's going to a toddler and a cheese thing. Do you have any idea how much cheese my husband and I eat? <laughs> People always talk about toddlers like they're crazy. And I'm like, no, they're just simple and they are like strong, strong opinions about what they want. And I feel the same way because if someone hadn't told me that lettuce was better than a salad, uh, but lettuce, oh, that's a terrible way. Wow. Lettuce is better than a salad? What do you mean? Speaking of mommy brain. (laughs) (laughs) If they hadn't told me that like lettuce, was better than cheeseburger, oh, and I yeah. would have gotten that stuck in my head. 
And there's there's still times that I'm like having to like unlearn things like that. But you know what is a great, great snack for you? Cheese. That's true. It is true. I mean, there's nothing wrong with cheese. It's just when they don't eat anything else but the cheese, that can become problematic. Only for like their own gastrointestinal systems. <laughs> then you're like, can you drink some juice with your cheese? Maybe just a little bit. Just just help your gut out a little bit. Just a little bit. But anyways, now that we're everything talking about cheese, everything in moderation. Now that we've just completely devolved into cheese, we will start a second podcast to discuss our cheese issues. That's what we'll do. <laughs> yes. Feel so, free to cut out the portion where I say that lettuce is better than a salad. <laughs> nope. Leaving it in. People need to understand that you have flaws and mommy brain. <laughs> The non-existent mommy brain. The scientist will not believe you. Theoretical mommy brain. Theoretical. Theoretical and anecdotal. That was their words. So we never figured out how to end a podcast. So I'm going to go with my traditional. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Bye.